And it guys. didn't. It didn't even feel like it. No, it felt like five minutes. There's plenty yeah. to talk about this time, which yeah. is uh, oh yeah, always so helps. Yeah. <laughs> this is 23. Yeah, our shows always go so fast because it's always so much fun, and uh, that's always a good sign. Oh, so I've got fuck. I forgot to mention this, but anyway, this <laughs> is something. If we do, if this does get out, um, I have some advice for you guys and for our listeners. If you are planning on trying to stream anything on an airplane. Uh, so I was in I was in Vegas to see the Rolling Stones last weekend. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. I actually ended up seeing Sammy Hagar the night before. He was playing a show at my hotel, and it was like freaking amazing. It was just so much fun. Did you run um, into Nolan Patrick? No. Oh my God, that guy is just like uh, <laughs> he's the antithesis of fun. So he doesn't make sense to be in a place like Las <laughs> Vegas. It's just completely out of place. Doesn't fit I mean, in. Huh? No. No, not at all. In fact, I don't even know what he would do there. Uh, but um, anyway, so I had planned out, you know, it's a pretty long flight from Philly to Vegas. It's uh, almost five hours. Uh, so I planned out, you know, like all the stuff I'm going to watch on the airplane. And I was going to be on the plane during the Flyers Penguins game. So I was like, all right, you know what? I like, got my iPad here. Um, I'm going to try to connect to the Wi-Fi on the plane which I don't think I've ever really tried before, but I've heard that it's pretty bad. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot and uh, and actually test it out. So I'm on the plane. You know, I, I think I was watching like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or something, and then that ended, and it was about time for the Flyers game. So I ended up dialing up the internet on there and um, paying, I think it was like it was like 10 bucks for the internet, which is a complete fucking ripoff. <laughs> and like... I know I was like, okay, I'm just going to try this once. I'm not sure if it's going to work or not. So I finally got in, entered entered your credit card and stuff. You you know, you get the signal and I'm like, and I'm starting to test it out. I'm like, this internet fucking sucks. (laughs) Like, and they tell you and the advertiser, Oh, stream your favorite shows in TV and all this stuff like hypermedia, all this shit. And like, I get on there and dude, it doesn't work. It does not (laughs) fucking work. Like, you can only send, like, you know, basic emails. Like, you can't do anything. I could watch, like, a minute or two of the hockey game at a time before it just froze and it just went black. And I tried for, like, an hour straight, constantly going back in. And I was researching some articles, and it's pretty widely known that um, Internet on airplanes is just not, like, the technology just isn't there yet. So my words of advice are, if you are going to try the internet on an airplane, don't, because it doesn't work at all. <laughs> Duly noted. So, so appropriate for frequent flyer to give airplane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when you're a member of the Mile High Club fans, so like and subscribe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, also the... Um, 
the middle bathroom, I was in like row 23 or 24 or something. And there was a middle bathroom ahead of me and, uh, that flooded out of nowhere. I don't know what happened there. It was a brand new plane, but, uh, that was interesting. They closed that down <laughs> during the flight. <laughs> I can honestly say, I think I've only been on an airplane bathroom like one time. Oh, they're disgusting. And I'm and I'm pretty sure that it was a Vegas flight. I've been to Vegas a couple of times, but um, usually when I get on a plane, I am like just laser focused into a book, or you know, watching something on the computer. And it's like you know, even though I drink, you know, cokes or or whatever, have a beverage uh, on the plane, or even before when you're in the you know the hotel, uh, sorry, the airport uh, bar, having a beverage or two, um, I just I become a camel, and I just I lock it down, and I'm like I am not going to the bathroom, and there's always like people like eyeballing to see if they can you know crawl up the uh, you know the aisle to get into that bathroom. It's like it's too small. It's not a good place to be. I'd rather just sit down in my seat, not move, be like a Zen master, just focus on anything but peeing or, or anything until I land. And then once I land in clear customs, I'm right to the yeah. right, right to the bathroom. Like that's, that's what I do. Yeah. So there was a guy, Oh, this was so fucked up too. So on the flight out, um, I was, I was in the, I was in the aisle seat. I always like the aisle just to you know, stick your foot out and get a little more space that way. But there was a couple next to me, uh, husband was in the middle wife was in, in the, in the window seat. And it was very apparent within a couple of minutes that husband literally brought nothing to do during a five hour Eesh. flight. <laughs> he was one of those people. No, I don't geez. know. I don't know who you people are, but if you are on a, on an airplane going from Philadelphia to Las Vegas. That is a long flight. I don't like, it's not like a 20 minute flight, like bring something to do because this guy was just watching like my movies. His face was just planted <laughs> in my screen. He's like, he's like looking around at the ceiling and stuff and like out the window, you know, like a fucking dog because he has nothing going on. I'm like, bring a book, bring something like how stupid can you be to not bring a single thing to do during a five hour flight? It was just like, so bizarre. It wasn't that bad, but it was just like weird. Cause he's just like looking at you and like, he's looking at me as like the sources as monkey is circus monkey for entertainment. It was, it was just so weird. <laughs> and that's why another tip for our frequent flyer listeners is it always helps that on your computer, you have an ample amount of, of uh, German pornography that you can have <laughs> on your laptop, just in case some wandering eyes are looking at yeah. your screen that you don't want to look at. Obviously, you make sure that it's 100% legal, of course, but um just very robotic and angry <laughs> with no, you know, emotion in it or storyline. It's just very robotic. Uh, yes, just, yeah. just let the people beside you just watch away and no well, storyline. Well, they have, <laughs> so they have, and I hadn't been on a plane, like this was like a newly refurbished plane on the inside I was on. And above the regular tray table, they now have a second tray table that comes out that is meant for phones or iPads that extends out. So it's like you can place your device eye level and watch it. And they have a little sign above that that says literature only. 
<laughs> so like at first I was like, what does that mean? Is that like only put like an actual book on here? Like, what is that? But I think as you had mentioned, you know, that alternative, uh, uh, you know, watching the German porn or something, man, <laughs> it's probably so, so, you know, Joe Schmo does it fucking line up some like hardcore porn like sitting there where like 15 people are watching it on the plate I'm like Jesus Christ what is this guy watching <laughs> you know, the ironic part of both of your best friends Jake Voracek like they could really use him right now yeah they Somebody could to produce a little bit of offense it still wouldn't go in he would no. just but he, he just carried it in the zone. Yeah. At least he'd carried it in the zone. He'd rack up a few shitty assists, but like, god damn it, at least he could set something he up a, on again. He had a really ah oh, fuck, it's been a while since we got together, but um he had an interview <laughs> with I think Jody Shelley does their he's part of their broadcast crew out there now. Yeah. And he did an interview with him. I heard about it, I've not I didn't actually hear it, but I did hear he did an interview with him. It was pretty aggravating, actually. I I watched it the other week, and it was I forget his exact quotes, but it was something of the effect like, you know, I'm so glad to finally be appreciated somewhere, and like I was done in that situation, and like things like that. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, oh yeah, it was like it's great to finally have an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, Are you fucking kidding me? Opportunity. You were here for ten years. You were the top guy in Philly for ten fucking years. You had every opportunity under the sun. Meanwhile, Paul Holmgren did an interview and he literally said, Yeah, that guy needed a new change. That guy needed a new environment. He was done here. Like mm. basically it in not so many words he said that. He was a miserable piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. And if Paul Holmgren says that, then that says something. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I didn't hear that um, interview, but I know that uh, maybe Jason had interviewed him or something recently with his induction happening next week. Um, but that's really interesting because, fuck, if he was the GM still, I'm sure he would have been. I'm sure he would have gotten Jake out of here. You know, he years ago, yeah. five six years. He probably would, honestly, if if Homer was still the GM, I don't necessarily know if he would have given Jake that contract that Hextall did. I think that he would have had a little bit of pause on that because the whole contract was based off of one year essentially that that's why it's so weird like at the beginning of the year these people that were attacking carter hart and like of course we know those ones that oh he should go on waivers (laughs) i said something stupid because you are stupid but that's okay um young and dumb Yeah. yeah exactly but um you sat there and you go like throughout my time as a Flyers fan, like I remember getting so excited about Maxime Moulet and like, this guy's going (laughs) to be, this guy's going to be like awesome. He was a team Canada gold medal winning goalie. Like this guy's incredible. This guy's going to be the real deal. And then nothing happens. And then it was like Brian Boucher, Brian Boucher. This guy's going to be awesome. He's going to be our, our number one guy. And certainly he wasn't bad by any means. But I, I don't know. I was expecting him to be like the number one, like workhorse goaltender, and that didn't really happen. And then you know, you, Antero Nidimaki, they're like, yes, this guy's gonna be like the next next guy. I like what he's doing in the AHL, and uh-huh. mm, eh, had his moments certainly, but yeah. And then you go back to you know, it's Robert Esch. 
Daniel we do not tolerate Robert Ash slander. Checkmanic. <laughs> Yo, Checkmanic. Great regular season yeah. and then a terrible postseason. Right. <laughs> oh, the Roman Empire just crumbled. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, God, the carousel was just uh, – it's so hard because you're like, okay, this is going to be the one. Yes, now it's going to be the one, and it just wasn't. It just, yeah. It really wasn't. But I also think they – they didn't really have great, great defense around a lot of these guys either, which I thought was a problem. You know, they were expecting, okay, yes, they didn't get the next Patrick Waugh, of course not. But they certainly didn't help these guys with some of the bad defensive cores they had over the years, sans the Pronger era, I would say. Those early mid-2000s era were rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody was old, Jardin and... And Hatcher got hurt, and he had fucking Rathji in there, and yeah, yeah, nobody's. I remember when they when they got Hatcher, and I really liked him on Dallas a lot. I think everybody did, but it was like this was kind of the last, you know, final shot that he had, and I was like, well, it's probably not going to work, but and it didn't really. But it was kind of cool to see the name on the jersey, but you knew that it wasn't really the time or the place anymore. Mm. And it was that weird time where defensemen like Hatcher were kind of getting pushed out of the yeah. NHL in terms of the gameplay. Yep. And you sat there and you're like, Darian Hatcher was a really solid, awesome defenseman. Like back again, yeah, with Dallas and, and the like. And he just, it wasn't the same. Like it, guys like that and, oh God, there were so many of them. The like, four yeah. jerseys I have on the wall over here in the studio. Uh, Marcus Ragnarsson, Mike Rathji, Danny Markov, and Matthias Timander. Yeah, oh, Danny Markov was awesome back Markov, when he played yeah. for Toronto. Yeah, nice. Dim- Dimitri Uskevich. <laughs> I have his Leafs jersey. Yeah, he was actually. I, I didn't mind him on the Leafs. Actually, he was one of the few few guys. But I, I was. I, I put a note in the chat. So that I would remind myself. Ah, yes. So I saw a thing on tw- on Twitter mm-hmm. or on Facebook, and it was in these, like leaf hater kind of groups, and they were. I didn't know if it was real or not, but there was a picture of David Ayers, the the guy that the the Zamboni goalie yeah. that beat the yeah. Leafs. He's appearing at Comic Con. What? He's he's going to the Niagara Falls Comic Con as a guest, a celebrity guest. So you could go and get a picture and an autograph with David Ayers. So I was like, is this real? And I went and I looked it up and son of a bitch, you go and you look on their website. So they're advertising Eric Estrada and Larry Wilcox. I don't know who Larry Wilcox is, but from the original TV show chips, they've got a guy from Buffy, the vampire slayer They've got a guy from uh, Star Wars Episode Two. They've got Mick Foley from the uh, <laughs> WWE. They've got uh, Jason Voorhees, uh, the guy that yes. played Jason Voorhees yes. in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. And I'm and I'm sitting there going, all of these guys, they're appearing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. David Ayers, emergency goalie legend. Appearing Saturday only. So if you want to see him, you can only come see him on Saturday. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Hey, he's got to like, go mow the lawn for the last time and do his leaf collection. So it's the only time you're going to get it. 
<laughs> that's it's the fall so it is what it is but i sat there and i was like i'd like to meet david ayers i'd love to get a picture with that guy that would be pretty awesome what were the uh, vip packages going for for the alumni game hey, Marino? i think the tickets uh, were like 80 bucks i can't imagine what the vip tickets were i thought it was like four, 45 and 65 so 65 was the lower bowl really I didn't check, you know. I, they, it was like they have like a happy hour VIP thing with all the players to meet and greet. And that's the thing that, yeah, I was interested in. It was a happy yeah, hour. Yeah, that's thing. that's what I would have been interested uh, in as well. But mm-hmm. they did a similar thing during the 50th anniversary um, season. There was a particular like Hall of Fame game event. I think the Flyers got their asses kicked by Arizona that night, which I will <laughs> always, always that's be pissed right. off about. It was, it was, it was disgusting. Um, but anyway, before the game, they, uh, they had this unbelievable event, um, in like one of the lounge areas of the Wells Fargo center. And I, I didn't know what it was going to be like, or else I would have brought more stuff. I brought like a couple pucks and something else to get signed. And all of a sudden you're getting like serious flyers, legends, like a lot of the guys from the seventies, the eighties and the nineties, like really big names were there. So I have these pucks. And in fact, actually, Dan, I should get your opinion on this as a guy that kind of knows signatures and like sports memorabilia pretty well. I don't remember who the hell signed this stuff. I've got like eight signatures on one puck. And I'm like, who the fuck was this? I can try. I've got a whole case of flyers pucks next to me here. Got a general idea whose autograph is whose. It was just bizarre. You know, I'm getting like, Bernie and Dave Schultz and Dave Poulin and Mark Howe signing all the same puck. It was just crazy. <laughs> but really cool because they're all such nice people. They're all nice people. And I'm assuming this thing, maybe this, you know, this uh, VIP thing that you mentioned, Dan, is probably going to be somewhat similar to that where you're just in a huge lounge area and you just kind of mingle with people and, you know, you have your Sharpie and just say, sign this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. It totally snuck up on me. I didn't even know it was tomorrow already. Okay, yeah. so the, the, the lower bowl tickets are $35 to $45. And I just clicked on VIP package, which includes a, a happy hour celebration. So I guess like an well, hour that's before the thing the game. that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, $355. Bucks. Wow. Yeah, that's about right. Is that before so the game? I yeah, guess like you still have like a meet and greet before the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Yeah, that would be kind of cool to do that. I mean, it's a Monday night. It's a big time suck, but they don't do those sort of things very often. So especially if they're like, is Lindros going to be at that VIP thing? Because he wasn't at the one that I was at. Like, that's like, like, there are two players. I think Bill Meltzer put out a, they put out the signing schedule. I can see what the thing looked like. Hold Maybe some organized, like. There are two players that the Flyers have that are still living, and Bernie may be kind of a close third, but he is so omnipresent that it's not quite the same. But when Bobby Clark and Eric Lindros are in a room, it is a mob. It is a total fucking mob. Like, the only way they can be present in public is if there is, like, a gate and it's, like, organized with security because people will totally bum-rush them asking for pictures and autographs and stuff like it's just incomprehensible there's uh, there's 27 total that'll be at the vip thing including lindros and leclerc wow there you go yeah actually actually a pretty good list yeah that's really solid to get those guys 
Um, it must be organized. Like, there's no way it would be the same format as the 50th anniversary season ticket holder thing because that was just you're just they in a huge broken ball. up in groups of three, so they must have put them in little pods, I guess, and send everybody yeah. around in some kind of yeah organized It'll fashion. Be... Mm-hmm. Which is still cool, which is still cool, but it wasn't as like organic as you're just like getting drinks with them essentially, which is what we were doing back back in that time. He wouldn't he wouldn't know. Just yeah, like we talked about in the other shows, like when Dave Scott was present during um, the notification video conference calls with uh, Tocket, um, and oh uh, yeah, 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 it was, it was uh... like. Do you know who these people are? <laughs> like, we value your like... contributions to the organization. Thank you for being here. And Holmgren's like full on tears, just like yeah. living it. And Tog is like, oh yeah, great thing. <laughs> yeah. And like, the only up. example, and the only example that Dave Scott mentioned during that video call was gritty. He's he was like, you were a person that encompassed. You brought grit, and we gritty. named gritty because yes. you brought grit yes. or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, that is so insulting. Like, out of all the things he's done, that is the stupid-ass thing that you thought to bring up. Uh, yeah, that was bad. That would be interesting, Manny. I would love to see... I don't think Dave Scott would be there, because you would get some people like us that would, like, find him and be like, you. <laughs> you. <know? laughs> yeah, I know. That would be pretty awesome. You have to have, like, security guards around him or something, but, like... Because he's not... He's not... He's not... Like, he's not like Ed Snyder, where, like, people want to hang out with him or something and, like, be like, hey, man, like, thank you for making this team. Thank you for being who you are. This is not that kind of person. Keep all the kids away from the coffin that I sleep in during the day when the sun is out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd be like. Dave, can you please describe to me all of the resources that you've given Chuck Fletcher? <laughs> because you always describe the resources you're going to give him. <laughs> oh, God. Donald Brashear's going to be there. Yeah, that's oh. cool. Oh, that's awesome. That he's is a awesome. Nice guy. He's a super nice guy from what I've heard. I haven't met him, but I've heard he's a good dude. Offrey Lupul. Cool. Yeah, I was baffled when I saw that name that fucking Joffrey Lupul's going to be there. <laughs> What are they flying these guys in? Mike McKenna's <laughs> gonna be there. Yeah. Flyers it's... legend Mike McKenna. Why? <laughs> I think they really need How... goaltenders, is what it was. How big is this out to... roster? There's a play? there's a shit ton of people. Yeah, there's lots of guys. Murray Craven. I think Brad Marsh has the uh names on his Twitter. Oh, the coordinator. Yeah, he's the alumni um director. Brad no, not Marshawn. No, wrong person. There it is. They put out the jerseys. They went with the old school black jerseys, yeah, and they... old school blood orange, and they're going to auction them off. And I'm going to buy as many as I can. I was just about to tell you. Yeah, they're going to auction them all. And apparently, they made a they made a spelling error on. Uh, I think it was quite Scott a few Hartnell. of them. It was Hartnell and uh, 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 somebody else. Somebody was it Federock? I think they put an X at the end of it or something like. Yeah. Fedorux, yeah, I saw that too. Was that? I think I saw some tweet from Flyers alumni alleging it was on purpose, but I don't know if I buy that. It was. I've dealt with Philly Express quite a bit. Uh, they they fucked it up. That wasn't okay. on purpose. That was fucked up. 
There are 44 jerseys in the Brad Marsh picture, so I would assume that's all the people that are going to be there. How much do you figure those jerseys will go for? A couple hundred bucks, probably. Oh, pro- uh, some of them Depends probably... Who's. They'll probably go through Migrate, because they typically do a lot of the... Uh, the last time they did an alumni game, they went through Migrate. So, if they auction them off there, probably, on average, probably about 500 some will go more. The popular players will probably be, you know, eight to a thousand. Some less may go for three, four. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of cash right there getting made. Yeah, the they put up the first run of the uh, Kraken jerseys, the first home game and the first overall game, and I mean they were going for like three, four thousand dollars for a jersey. Really? Yeah. Oh God! Like I spend a lot of money on hockey jerseys. Not doing anything <laughs> like. That. No, especially for like that. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll just wait until they put up set two from December to February when I'll set two runs through. And I'll buy those for a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the players suck. So like, <coughs> why, why would you want that? It's like, okay, the organization is new. That is the only reason why they are interesting or expensive. But the actual players suck. And they're coached by Dave Haxtell. Why do I want that? Yeah, when you start talking three, four grand for a jersey, I mean, you'd be much better off spending money to go on the Flyers fan cruise. What? Where you would where you would go from you know Florida to you know Bahamas on a cruise with all the Flyers alumni and super fans <laughs> and Twitter personalities and all kinds of yes. different things. It's like a Flyer fan fest or convention only on the high seas. Ah, sponsored yeah. by sponsored by Brotherly Pod. There you go. You could have Lauren Hart doing the uh, the singing and entertainment on the on the cruise. <laughs> Every morning at dawn, she starts <laughs> with a fucking Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> and God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> that we can't dock in Cuba when she's singing that though. <laughs> Otherwise, there might be a bit of an issue. But International just, issue. This this might this might be the best way to finally meet the bra lady. Would yeah. be on the Flyers fan cruise. Yeah, on I couldn't deck. even imagine being trapped on a fucking cruise with Flyers <laughs> Twitter. You fucking kidding me? Oh my god! <laughs> Fights. <laughs> you dock in Montego Bay, and the smell of mangoes and honeysuckle in yeah. the air, and you've got bra lady beside <laughs> you on the deck. Yeah, looking so at the sunshine a... and the palm trees. Luckily, it's a topless pool. So, yeah. oh, good God! God. <laughs> <laughs> clothing optional. Yeah, <laughs> clothing discouraged. Oh, <laughs> uh, good Lord! God. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it would be fun to get. Uh, I don't know, like some event, and it probably wouldn't happen, but have like a lot of the Flyers Twitter people all get together for some reason for like an you hour or two. See, they're trying to organize like a Flyers Twitter hockey game. Is that what that Fargo was? Yeah. I thought it was an actual hockey, like going it's to just, see a game. No, this is a, you're going to skate circles and hold hands. Yeah. Yeah. We're, you're actually going to play in the game and they're selling tickets to watch them play or something like that. I went, uh, no. Why would you sell tickets for that? Because you need to rent the Wells Fargo Ice is what they need to do. So you have to sell tickets to make the money for it. There's no way there's any interest in it. 
that's too much. Like, it'd be one thing to just do, like, a massive tailgate, you know, like a... You, you know, want to go to some local of... rink and gather and play a little yeah. pickup game? More power to you. Want to rent out the fucking Wells Fargo Center to make it happen? It would be kind of cool to rent out, like, a club box for, like, the who's who of Flyers Twitter and all get together and go to a club box or something. That would be kind of uh, somewhat interesting for, for a few hours. I would I would definitely do that. Yeah, or, or at least do, like, the skate zone in Voorhees. Just uh-huh. Like... I, yeah, I can't imagine, like, I mean, listen, the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, like, good luck getting that ice. Like, th- that would be, like, an impossibility. Unless you're a registered charity um, and you're raising money for, like, you know, hospital for sick kids or whatever. Like, otherwise, like, it's not really open to the public to go and skate around there. Like, it's uh, it's pretty heavily guarded. Like, you're not going to be able to get on that ice. And I'm pretty sure the Unlo- Wells Center is, too, but... <laughs> There's clearly a certain level of money. It's not quite as expensive, but it is. It does. I forget. I think um, Anthony or something had had a had a price on there. I mean, I don't know. Like there was like no context on it. I just no. remember it was from a couple of weeks ago, and it's probably not going to happen because it'll be. I haven't heard anything about it since. Yeah, it's just that yeah, one day I, we were talking. I about got it. into like, that thread late, and I thought it was like we're going to watch a hockey game at like a Flyers game. And I was like, okay, that 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 sounds like pretty decent idea. Like you get a row of tickets or whatever, and or two rows of tickets. But it's to actually play a game. I'm pretty like, sure it's to actually play a game, uh, or yeah, to watch is... if you don't want to play. You can show up and pay. Like I would pay to fucking watch these people. Now, if I can throw elbows at the head of a certain select few members of Flyers Twitter, I'd consider. You know what? I'd love to see which ones can actually skate. Yeah, fuck. Which ones have ever held a goddamn hockey stick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell ever happened to that, but... <laughs> Stupid idea. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know about renting the ices, I think. Just too much effort and work. Like, it's one thing just to organize just something to show up to. But to actually hard enough to get to everybody in one place at the same time. Let alone. Yeah, which is which is crazy. Although I think I had the first idea ever to do that, and that was to actually show up and prevent people from going into the Wells Fargo Center as a matter of protest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You pay people to take their tickets. So they yeah, can't go you're, you're going to collect money to stand at the door and pay people to go away and not go in. And I thought there was a rational ability to actually do that. Like, <laughs> Don't spend your money to watch Nate Thompson. <laughs> He's just terrible leave. at Corsi. It's like, yeah, it's like, just leave. Like, listen, sir, I understand you have tickets. I'm willing to give you $100 cash to just leave right now. <laughs> like, do not go in. Yeah. Oh, God. Did, did, uh, did you guys see the people retweeting? Seattle fans are pissed off with Dave Haxtell already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all day today. This guy, like, always changing the lines. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, you you wait, my friend. You wait. You have not endured anything yet. I still can't Idiots. believe they hired him. The they're not firing him they this year. Oh, hell no. no. They're going to fire him for him six and, more years. You kidding me? Him and Ron Francis are just like, uh, you know, him and Hextall. Yeah, it's the same Ron thing. Francis. It's the same dynamics. They they think they're smarter than everybody else. They think that these uh, under-the-radar players, an entire team 
essentially composed of such is is the way to go. And we're going to outsmart everybody. You just wait and we're going to get there and we're going to do it. And it's all a fucking facade. All of it. It's yeah. all complete bullshit. And I don't I don't know if the Seattle ownership group has, um, you know, has the balls to do anything about it because they'll look like idiots if they make a change within the first. It's years. too late to do anything about it now. Yeah. Now they're just going to deal with it. it. Oh, that team stinks. What do they have? What, what are they like? One in ten or something? I think, I think they've won 500. four games. I think they've oh, won really? four, four games. Oh wow, it's better than I thought. Seattle Kraken are currently uh, four ten and one. Okay, yeah, it's about what I thought. A little better than I thought, but still pretty fucking bad. Oh, remember people are saying they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Seriously. Fucking hockey news podcast thought they were going to contend. I was like, dude, what are you smoking? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no freaking chance. I mean, I hope they don't because I want them to fail because of the horrible decisions that the general manager made. Did you see the uh, ineffective math thing where he posts the playoff odds and he has the Flyers dead last in the Metro still by like a wide margin, too? Yeah, I think that's what he did. It's it, the Flyers had a fifteen point six percent chance, something like that. It's something make, ridiculously stupid. And the Devils are at like oh. forty. It's like what? <laughs> Based on what? Like Based on how? my calculations, <laughs> my charts, my proprietary information. My propri- Dude, I'd love to put that guy or somebody like that. If for whatever reason there was like a litigation case based on this, and he was an expert witness. And you get him on the witness stand and you cross-examine somebody like that and just make him look like a fucking idiot. And then you bring up your expert that counters every single thing that that guy said. And then what do you think after that? Like, that's the thing. It's like, it just pisses me off, you know, when these guys think that they are, you know, demigods or something with Mm. the way that they come across. And it's like, you're not, man. Like, anything and everything can be broken apart and you can find another way to prove something different. I've seen it done in every goddamn situation. This is no different. I can find an expert that will opine on the same issues as you and will be just as convincing using the same data and come to a different conclusion. So what you're saying doesn't really mean a hell of a lot simply because you say it. That's my biggest problem with analytics more than anything else in the fucking world. It's not, the math it's not the science it's not whatever the fuck it is that goes into it it's the fact that every single creator of the analytics are just the shittiest fucking human beings collectively they're just the most holier than thou pricks that fucking it's their way or the highway that have clearly not watched a game of fucking hockey in their lives just unbearable assholes to deal with well my model show that carter hart he's gonna regress fuck off Carter Hart had one bad year in his entire career, in his entire life. (laughs) As elite as they fucking come. Fuck off. Well, they're not going to make it because Hart's going to succeed. Because my model show a nine-game sample size isn't enough. Like, fuck you. And, like, (sighs) I I can get another data scientist to, to look at your methodology and find, like, two or three things wrong with it that change the outcome. And that other data scientist probably has a pretty good point as to why the two or three things you relied on are wrong. So like, don't give me that you are the authority and everyone else is an idiot on it because you're not, I'm absolutely sure that you're not. 
Oh, that's why I, I respect Anthony's opinion on analytics, where he's a straightforward, going to watch the game guy, but then he's going to go on Twitter and put all the analytics on, because he fucking, he, he understands both worlds here, you know, yeah. and it's like, I can respect that, because I know that he's got knowledge and doesn't live and die on one thing, but these fucking people are just, oh, God, the worst. For me, the, the most frustrating thing is when you're, actually going back and forth with somebody and you're saying why you think that their model isn't really correct or why their information that they're spreading is is sort of misleading it's one thing when you're going back and forth with that individual or with that per you know whatever that they're twins and there's two of them now andy and rono and um in evolving wild it's uh, it's two of them as well mm-hmm. but y- you can go back and forth with them the thing that annoys me to no end is when people start jumping into your the white knights come to their aid yeah. and they're yeah. and they're like well actually you know points are really overrated as well. and it's like dude i wasn't talking to you i was talking to the person that posted the information yep. i don't need you to chime in like that you can have your understanding and your belief system and that's fine. All the power to you, but I didn't start talking to you. So I don't know why you're like responding to me right now. Like that drives me nuts. And it happens every time there's at least two, three people that jump in and they go, Oh yeah. Well, what about so-and-so because so-and-so and it's like, dude, I wasn't talking to you. That's why I don't argue with people on Twitter anymore. I just don't have fucking time for it. I'll come on here and trash you to no end, but I just, I do not have time to fucking argue with you on Twitter because you undoubtedly got a few asshole friends are going to jump in and just well, muddy the waters. Yeah, no, I agree, and we had mentioned this briefly before the show too. Was I um, I was attempting to engage with uh, Tony Romo, so to speak. I'm we so glad that, that name caught on. Yeah, uh, and because. Uh, that account it was around the dallas game the other night was uh trying to say that the fourth line was atrocious and just the worst ever and um i was interested in understanding why that was the case and we went back and forth a couple times and my last tweet which is still gone unresponded to was I want to know why you think that, but don't just give me a player card with a couple percentages. Write something down. Use your words. Use language to tell me why you think this. And that did not resonate, and they can't respond to that because all they respond with is a, a, a player card with a couple of numbers on it, yep. which apparently is the only way that one can uh, – make an opinion, opine on anything in hockey. And if you don't come back with a player card, I then you're not thinking cards. properly. Those it's like, dude, player cards that is so stupid. So <laughs> dumb. They're color-coded for a reason. They're color-coded so even the fucking most simple-minded, knuckle-dragging troglodyte out there can figure out red is yeah. bad, blue, good. There's <laughs> ranted about this on Flyers AD with the Seth Jones thing the other day. Like, Seth Jones, like, people, when the rumor, when the Seth Jones rumors were at their peak, people would just, and I I was, you know, all for him at the time, people would send me screenshots of his player card, or of a heat map or whatnot, and the very simple question I would ask them is, in your own words, what does that stat mean? And Uh people had nothing. 
Oh, I had one guy work. flat out admit, well, I don't really know analytics, but this says it's bad. And it's like, what are you citing shit for if you don't know what you're talking about? Yep. Like, oh, God. Write an article and explain to me why you think that. And they don't want to do that because, yeah, it's just like, oh, well, I'm just going to follow along because somebody made a graphic that I think may resonate. But anybody can do that. I mean, for fuck's sake, we talked about this the other week is like we could make our own player cards. And in fact, I just got a great idea. as to what color we would use. We would use various shades of brown to signify horse shit <laughs> as to what this stuff really is instead of blue and green and red and all that stuff like that's what I would do. It's like these things are only a small little piece of your argument. And if you're going to try to convince somebody of a certain point or a certain opinion, it goes far beyond just creating some little graphic like that because nobody knows what you're really putting into it. And you need to explain it. It doesn't resonate otherwise. Um, and so that's what I was trying to get out of the, of, uh, of Tony Romo. It just didn't work. And, you know, maybe if I get the you know, patience or tolerance, I'll try again with a different account. But obviously that one has been shamed at this point after Mertidas put them in their place yeah. the other Good night, which Jason. was excellent. They're, yeah, <laughs> I think most people hate them because they're, they're just they're such a gimmick. Goddamn black mark on the face of analytics. If I would if I was anybody, if I was fucking ineffective math or something, I'd come up and be like, bro, this is shit. You know, don't believe anything you're saying. Don't associate, you know, their analytics. Follow my analytics, you know. Yeah. And they all, associate they, all, they all secretly hate each other. They do, and that's the most incredible part of analytics. Every content creator hates the other one because their system's better than mine, goddammit. <laughs> right, yeah, their models. <laughs> Fuck! It, it, it's, it's like, to be perfectly honest, when Mika Blake McCurdy posts his colorful maps and he says Ivan Provorov is, the you know, a terrible second pair defense... I don't even I, I lit literally I don't know what that means. Like what his graphic means. Now, Jay Fresh and Andy and Rono and those guys that do the player cards, it's a lot easier to at least look at, but you just don't know how they got to those numbers. Exactly. I equate it to showing your work in math class. You know? Yeah. It, at least the fucking heat maps and whatever the fucking effective math is doing there's clearly some kind of something going into that versus these player cards with a random percentage and a random color with no context for anything whatsoever so here's the example that i'll use andy and rono had a shane goss the spear card and i remember people retweeting it and it's almost like you're just retweeting it because you agree with it <laughs> And and I'm looking at it, and it said like offense. Uh, Is that the one with a bunch of like blacked out spots because they didn't even address? <laughs> yes. So that's my point. They gave him a 44 percent on defense, and then you look at all the defensive areas breakouts. Na there was it was crossed out. I'm yeah. like, so Shane Gossespierre doesn't do breakouts. And then how does that factor into huh? your final number? And like it doesn't because it's made up. Are they ignoring Do, it because it's bad and they don't want to acknowledge it? Or they just don't have the data because they didn't track it right. And, yeah, and their data is probably flawed anyway. Yeah. But here's the thing. That wasn't the only defensive, you know, section that was blacked out and said N.A. There was at least. Most of them five were, if I recall. Or six. <laughs> yeah, it was most. Of so you sit there and you go, if it's all N.A. and they don't have any data, where did they, where did they get the 44%? 
on defense. Because they just override those categories with other ones, which yeah. which shows massive inconsistency in the whole process. <laughs> yeah. So you sat there and you go like, where did they get that from? If everything is inconclusive, how did you make a determination that he is a 44%? Like, that's pretty... What does that even mean? 44% of what? That's true. What does that even mean? There was like... I... I feel like there was a GM recently, like this season, that commented on analytics. Like it may have been like Ken Holland or something that was like, Yeah, you guys don't know anything. Like, and he was somebody said it. Like, I don't remember who it was, though, but yeah, somebody was it. Uh... It was like amateur analytics. Like, you guys aren't doing this right. You're not tracking it right. Like, we do this in house. We know how to use it. You don't, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, That's probably right. <laughs> And that's why a lot of these jerk offs, what they do is they go, well, I'm based on the public analytics. So it's like, okay, so you're not actually doing anything. You're going, you're, you're going to NHL.com and you're copying and pasting, which where I come from, that's called plagiarism. That's called stealing. That's uh, that's kind of a no go. Um, you're not actually doing it yourself. You know, that, you're basically taking the columns and you're saying, okay, copy. And then you put it onto your little Excel spreadsheet. And then you're doing some kind of a mathematical array at the top corner. And you're coming up with a number. Yep. And you're using public analytics. And it's acknowledging that, well, well other teams probably do have in their analytics department, they've got different methods, different methodology to get to their numbers and make their decisions. But yet these people all use public analytics and then they try to shame other GMs and teams saying, ha ha, you guys are are stupid. We were right about Seth Jones. And you know what? To a certain extent, I'm definitely willing to say, you know what? So far, Seth Jones has not looked very good. I, I will say that overall, the Blackhawks have not looked good. It doesn't help his case. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Marc-Andre Fleury's been good. There's a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But granted, I'll give you that. Seth Jones, not good. Ristolainen has been good. You've been wrong there. They won't admit that, though. They'll just say, oh, don't worry. It's I coming. I love We're not wrong because all the evidence has shown us to this point that this is what he is. So we're not wrong. Because the basic we analytics look great. Yeah, we made it it he's one of the decision. top two or three D men on the team, you know, as far as the numbers go. Anthony puts uh, them out on Twitter after every game, and they're great. And what's funny is I already talked about this on the show. I've had people say, Well, well, he's not scoring, and I want to see him score more. And I had somebody else say, Well, you can clearly tell by the eye test he's not very good. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you are so backed into it. When you can't cite your random bullshit numbers to try and make a case, you know you're fucking cornered. Admit you're wrong and move on, my guy. Ristolain is a pretty good defenseman. There you go. Easy enough. Move on. If I can admit yep. Travis Adam had a good game, you can admit Ristolain had a good game. But you fucking can't because you're a bunch of dumb fucking assholes that are more concerned about protecting your proprietary method than you are about the fucking sport or admitting when shit's right and wrong. And it's, and it's, and it's sadder when it's the acolytes, the people that follow these people and just verbatim communicate what, what, what they say. That's when you say like, dude, you can't even think for yourself. Like you're just going by what that person. Too many of those people. How about Duncan Keith? 
How many people were dunking on the Edmonton Oilers about Duncan Keith? And Duncan granted, on Duncan. <laughs> yeah, Duncan on Duncan. You know what? He is old. He's lost a step, sure. But overall, Edmonton looks pretty damn good this year. This yeah. looks like the most dangerous Oilers team <clears throat> that I think I've seen since they got McDavid and Dreisaitl. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'd agree. They, 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 they look like they're, they're going to make some noise this year. If they yeah. add a piece or two, look out. That might be a tough out. If they if their goaltending can hold up, and I think that's a big question, that might be a, a little bit of a wild card team to watch in the West. With Koskinen and a 104-year-old Mike Smith. <clears throat> yeah. I got some money on them to win the Cup. I think I put, I don't know, 15 bucks on them to win like 500 or something like that. I thought it was a pretty reasonable play given their status. So I'm an Oilers oh. fan this year. I got... I got 50 bucks on the Flyers to win 1400. <clears throat> Probably not happening, but <laughs> <laughs> need to score some goals first. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna need to get their shit together. But uh... <laughs> just too bad because if they were scoring, like this could be a really good team. Definitely. Nobody knows how to fucking yeah. score. Yeah, because the back end is now good. Defense is good, the goaltending is fucking great, and your forwards Uh are all passable enough that they're not going to royally screw anything up on a regular basis. Yeah, But you just don't have anybody that can fucking consistently bury the puck. Uh Ah! I know. I know, man. It is is so infuriating. They need, I mean, I don't have any I don't have any sympathy for them because they knew this was going to be a problem. And (laughs) they just kind of just rolled with it because their because their standard was so low essentially after last season it was well they had to spend so much fixing the defense that they didn't have a lot left over to play for the offense and you got atkinson which is a better goal scorer but you arguably sacrificed one of your best offensive players to get atkinson and when atkinson dries up you got fucking nobody it doesn't help that farabee's in his fucking sophomore slump either that bastard bank it a little too hard on him we'll get out of it a little bit i just and like we I think we were the only people that commented on this last summer. And like, I was pretty hardcore about it. I, I'm really worried about their centers. I just really have problems moving forward with Coots and Hayes, maybe for like a year or two is okay, but they're locked into these guys for such long term. Mm. I really, really think that this is going to be a huge problem for them unless they get, you know, a guy like Patrick Kane or something, or like a Kucherov that can be a dynamic player that's going to produce on the wing, which they don't really have at all. Uh, you know, you're getting a little bit of uh, some daylight at a Claude Giroux every now and then, but that certainly is not enough to compensate for the problems with Coots and Hayes offensively. Um, and I just think that's going to be such an issue. And people don't want to say anything about it because they love the guys, but and they just signed them, so nobody yeah. wants to be negative about it. But the first thing that we talked about, our first show after that coot signing, was I had a problem with it because of the Hayes status. And uh, mark my words, it's it has been a problem, and it probably will continue to be a problem. But um, uh, you know, we're going to put a lot of light on that as we go through this season and next season. I'm sure the coots thing just drives me nuts. I've talked about him for years, and I've never been his biggest fan, and just, I respect the game that he plays, but he's not a fucking top guy, and as he ages, it's not going to be graceful, and you got him locked, and granted, they got him to a semi-decent contract at 7.75, whatever the hell it was, 
which is, you know, better than nine to 10, but still that's a lot of money to put into somebody like that for a long time. And he just, he just doesn't do it for me. And of course you bring it up, but he's got a silky trophy, but he does this, but he does that. And it's like, that's great. But you know, he's not going to do that forever. (laughs) Like it's just no. And even so, like we have a good defense now. Why do I need a great defensive one C? We don't. We need a great offensive one. So we already have you got enough solid two-way forwards there where it's yes. not even like you need the one outstanding guy to make it happen. See, and that's almost like I love it when uh, you and Anthony talk about the centers and you always bring up Thomas Hurdle and Dylan Larkin. Yes. Yeah. And between the two, I like Larkin. I like Larkin. I, yeah, I yeah. think that's We're the back. guy. Now, Detroit's not going to trade him, especially if they're still winning games like they are, (laughs) and they're kind of in the hunt. Uh, But you sit there and you go, if the Flyers go next year, it's – now, you can't really plan for this, but it's almost like you sit there and you walk JVR to free agency. And, I mean, if you could trade him, great. But, unfortunately, this team will spend the cap space if given the chance. So it's almost like you sit there and you, you know, July 1st, you let JVR go. And I think Dylan Larkin becomes a free agent the same year, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Next couple of years, yeah. Yeah, I think he's got like one year left after this year. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you sit there and you go, Fuck, if we have one more year at JVR, I'm going to lose my mind. It'll be a problem. I agree, Dan. That's the only way that we're going to add a centerman to this team. Dainoye is, is not ready yet. He's going to the AHL next year. See, they would expire Frost, the same year, JVR and uh, Larkin. There you go. So Frost, you don't know what you got with him right now, and it's the, it's murky. Dainoye is going to the AHL next year, so he's not ready. He's going to need a little bit more time. You've got no um, interior options. Right. So you're no, going to have to go out problem. and spend money to get mm-hmm. a guy in here. And that means that if somebody's available – it's almost like, you know, it's happy hour, it's two o'clock, and whoever you see there that's kind of available, uh, you know, you make your, you know, last, you know, pitch to and, and see if you can, uh, you know, have a have one last drink or have a conversation with that person, and that's about it. And that might be what the Flyers have to end up doing. Get some cap space, and then you go after, uh, you know, whoever is available at free agency and hope that you can outbid somebody for their services jesus this free agent list is rough this year i agree manny i don't think they're gonna do it though because they're locked in these fucking contracts with uh with coots and hayes with a damn no movement clauses everyone else like, too. you got Farabee and Konechny and atkinson's still here forever at this point like signed till the end of time even if they were to be presented with the opportunity to get a guy like Larkin or even like Jack, like let's say Jack Hill didn't even have any injury stuff. And, you know, they were going to dump, you know, $10 million into the one C position. Then it knocks Coots down to two C you're spending what 7.8 on that or, or whatever it is. And then Hayes as a three C making 7.1 or two, like they just can't compose a team like that. I don't think that, a general manager would allocate dollars like that. They would just say, Oh, well, we're good enough at one and two C and we'll figure it out elsewhere. But I agree with what you're saying. And I would, (laughs) I think they have to move in that direction if they actually want to do anything or make any noise. Um, But they just screwed themselves with this. And it all goes back to, they didn't fucking draft anyone that 
could take over and have these attributes. I got so a piece it's just on constantly... that on Tuesday. Ron Hextall yeah. failed drafting. It's just trying to find these guys of agency, which you can do, but you at some point you need to be able to draft positions, and it's just failure after failure after failure, and you just get caught. I mean, they are just going to spin their wheels. The only thing they can do is wait until Kevin Hayes' contract is up, and that is when they may be able to move to the next chapter. But until that happens, they're stuck. Hayes they're is up in 2026. Yeah, they're doing nothing until then. It's the same fucking shit. Every year until that happens. Because of the dollars. You're paying Couturier so it... and Hayes uh, just shy of $15 million until 2026. So then it, it it answers for me the question that you and Anthony talked about on the show, Dan, which is if a guy like a Larkin or somebody else is available through trade, then a trade is probably the best option because you would – presumably trade a guy like Konechny along with one of your top prospects and probably yeah. a first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trade is the only to, way it's going to happen. And you only could afford deal. it for a year or two. So like, they're not going to give them, you know, a long-term deal of nine mil or something. They just won't invest. 2022 NHL free agents forwards, Malkin, Kessel, Pavelski, Bergeron, Gaudreau, Radulov, Louis Erickson, Philip Forsberg, Dustin Brown. These people are all like 100 years old. <laughs> Louis Erickson is back. Oh, my God. Andrew I Ladd. remember when he was such. Uh, Jesus, Lord. Just a bunch didn't of old he, people. Didn't Louis Erickson go to, like, Arizona? Louis Erickson's in Arizona right now, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So they're just they're just taking everybody's sloppies. <laughs> What was that? What was that guy that put up like a twenty goal season in uh, New Jersey, and then Toronto signed him for like a five year deal? David Clarkson. Like, oh, David, that, I'm surprised that guy's not on Arizona. Like seriously, I'm surprised Ilya Burzgalov's contract isn't on Arizona. Like, <laughs> like they they are just going and grabbing everything that they can, every bad Incredible. contract. Coyotes, Coyotes. Andrew Ladd is there. Phil Kessel. There's another one. Louis Erickson. Jay Beagle. God, yeah. Alex there was Galchenyuk a still around. Did you hear when the Flyers were playing, what was it, out in, uh, where, who, who did Beagle play for again? Vancouver? Yeah, Beagle was on the Canucks, yeah. There was a comment that Keith Jones made. Beagle tripped over his own skates, and Keith Jones was like, Jay Beagle tripping over his own paw. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good. What? I was like, yes. <laughs> Nobody on the broadcast laughed, but I was like, that was such a great comment. <laughs> it's it's almost like I wish that um, the guy that calls the Milwaukee Brewers games, he's like in his Bob Uecker? Bob Uecker, yeah. thank Hell you. Yeah, the guy yeah. from Major League, um, yep. the Major League movies. Oh, so good, yes. Yeah, so that good. guy should be calling Arizona Coyotes uh, games. Oh, and then he passes the puck to, I don't know who the fuck that guy is yeah. over there. <laughs> but he just fucking whiffed on that puck. Try again next time, Junior. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I'd pay to hear that. I'd definitely pay to hear that one. That would be a hell of a call right there. <laughs> Yeah, you'd get the Shane Gossespierre uh, shot from the point, just a bit outside. I know, geez, I got to start thinking about Christmas stuff. Yeah. Oh, Christmas show will be right around the corner. Five oh, yeah, weeks from that? tomorrow, oh, we're yeah. recording. 
December uh, start twentieth, I believe, is the twentieth. Uh, okay, Monday the twentieth. Yeah, cool. Monday the twentieth. So five weeks from tomorrow. Oh, uh, the sounds... alcohol showed up uh, the other day. Uh, yes. There's so much fucking booze in this room. There's like ten bottles of alcohol in here right now. Get a cleanse going so you get your liver ready. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten bottles of booze plus the pina colada stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm I definitely have a gonna problem. be doing some uh, uh some eggnog. I like my eggnog and rum a lot. That's like my favorite drink around the mm. holidays. I do like yeah. some eggnog. Solid. I just bought some too. I haven't been to Huawei yet. I have to see if it's there. <coughs> yeah, they don't always have it. They gotta. They only have it in like late November through December, and then it's gone. Yeah. Maybe we'll see if uh, Dave Scott can join us on the uh, birthday show. Yeah. He can have a he, he can have a Bloody Mary with type O negative blood, <laughs> freshly squeezed. <laughs> I'll contact from Jack a real Jones. Mary. <laughs> see if, see if yeah. What a trash your owner. <laughs> I can't wait for the Christmas show. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'll let everybody know what the was going on with that as we get closer. Because I quite frankly don't even know what's going on yet. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll have at least <coughs> more shows for us. Yeah, we'll have at least two more shows before we at do the that. Third so and seventeenth. Third and about the seventeenth. Yeah, you play a shit ton of games right before Christmas. I don't appreciate that. Yeah, it's pretty packed. I have to squeeze all the shit in for the Olympics. Luckily, it doesn't seem like, with the exception of that one week where they play two back to backs in the same week. We the fifth. They play the fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth, and eleventh. Other than that, it seems like it's a pretty regular schedule of Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday games mm-hmm. from here on out. There's a couple back to backs on Monday, good. Tuesday, but I mean they don't Sunday, Monday. They have like two days off there. It's pretty one, two, three, four, four weeks in a row of the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday games. I could get behind that. Mm-hmm. I'm used to last year's schedule. They played you know five times in a week every week for. Months is ready to fucking off myself after all those games in a short amount of time, but I know same damn teams, fucking pathetic. Luckily, there's somewhat better hockey and a little bit of time in between. So, mm-hmm. oh, Christ, yeah, cool. <laughs> all right, boys. All right. Hey, hey, guys, have a good week uh, coming up, and uh, yeah, yeah be in touch. Yeah, cool. He's not coming on the Flyers uh, cruise. Fuck him. <laughs> He's not allowed. <laughs> He's not allowed. He's not allowed. We'll have Baker from Twitter. I blocked him. I finally (laughs) blocked him. I haven't seen him for a while. I couldn't take... I didn't see him all summer. Didn't hear a word from him. And then he's been in my mentions every fucking day for weeks. And it's just one... I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I hate blocking people. I hate them having the satisfaction to be blocked by the Flyer fan. But I can't fucking take it. You're in my mentions every day trying to pick a fight. Fuck off. I I just... Yeah. I'm so much happier when it's done, but fuck. Jesus yeah, I muted Christ. a couple people. I mm-hmm. muted a couple. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky so far, but I don't know. If, usually if I'm like, if it's like game time and I'm like, all right, I feel like engaging, I'll kind of counterpunch back and forth with a few people. But usually it's pretty good. I haven't had that many issues, honestly, over the past like year or two. When I like first got on Twitter, it was a little bit more, but I think I was just kind of getting an idea as to how this works. But I'm far less combative been... than I used to be, but now I just don't even deal with people's shit anymore. Like, yeah, I'm gonna put my opinions yeah. out there. If you don't like it, fuck off. I'm not here to argue with you yeah. anymore. I just I don't yeah. care enough to to do it. 
Nobody changes their opinions anyway. They just want to argue. Most people know me too on there. And like all of us, we're like, we've have established enough where it's like, they know like, okay, if we're going to do this, then you better be ready. Or yeah. so, and if you're not, you're just getting blocked. If you're just going to be an <laughs> asshole. So. I haven't talked this much in three weeks at this point. My fucking voice is shot. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw you kind of hit the cough button and uh, oh yeah, I was a couple times. Hacked my brains out a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> cool. All right, guys, I'm gonna head up. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys, have a good week. I'll talk to you all soon. Yep. All right, Mike. All right, Dan. Good night. Good seeing you guys.